Praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Daddy, we are back again by your mercies. Thank you for your wisdom, for your understanding. Father, please speak to us. Father, please, please speak to us. Give us understanding. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord, beloved. Uh, we're back to uh, believe today, conclude on Jezebel, I believe. Um, from the last episode, we're speaking about the doctrine of Jezebel, and I'll just jump right into it uh, as a continuation of that. How the doctrine of Jezebel which doctrine basically says that you can, as a child of God, commit fornication and eat things sacrificed unto idols, basically defile yourself and you're still a child of God on your way to heaven. No consequences. It's a version of the doctrine of once saved, always saved. Whatever I do regardless does not change my eternal security in terms of I'm saved. Whatever I do after that, how I live my life, does not change that. Uh, we have seen that the doctrine of Jezebel is similar to the doctrine of Balaam Revelations 2.14 uh, and we noted that the doctrine of Balaam was a subtle doctrine that goes into the world and from the world into the church but the doctrine of Jezebel is direct straight from a false prophet or prophetess Jezebel to the people of God and God's people that are undiscerning have received this teaching this doctrine of Jezebel and the Lord in Revelation chapter 2 from verse 18 to verse 29 comes and speaks against this expressly directly and gives his warnings verse 22 and verse 23 specifically and he goes on to say in verse 24 
but unto you I say and unto the rest in Tyatira, as many as have not this doctrine, and which have not known the depths of Satan as they speak, I will put upon you none other burden, but that which you have already hold fast till I come. Verse 24 again, as many as have not this doctrine, talking about the doctrine of Jezebel, and have and which have not known the depths of Satan as they speak, I will put upon you none other burden, but that which you have already, verse 25, hold fast till I come. The doctrine of Jezebel leads people, verse 24, to the depths of Satan. It's a correlation. Oh, help me, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. The doctrine of Jezebel is teaching the same thing as the doctrine of Balaam. But in the doctrine of Balaam, forgive me if I'm repeating myself, forgive me, but I'm repeating myself as I'm led to repeat myself. I'm hearing myself repeat myself, if that makes sense. The doctrine of Balaam is subtle. The people of God don't necessarily know that they are acquiring the doctrine of Balaam. The world is being friends with them and they are assimilating it from the world. They do know that the friendship with the world is enmity against God. But it's a gradual assimilation. They're getting acclimatized. They're getting more comfortable being like the world. The doctrine of Jezebel, however, is direct. The people of God believe they are being taught by a prophet of God, the counsel of God is direct. The doctrine of Jezebel is like somebody getting a syringe, an IV drip straight to their blood. It's direct. It goes in. Now, because although they are teaching the same thing, Balaam and Jezebel, it is only the Jezebel version that leads to the depths of Satan. The Lord doesn't say that the church in Pergamon, where he references the doctrine of Balaam, Revelations 2.12 to Revelations 2.17, it doesn't say that they are going or they know the depths of Satan. Revelation 2.12, um, 2.14, But I have a few things against thee, because thou hast there them that hold the doctrine of Balaam, who taught Balak. He didn't teach the church. Balaam taught Balak, king of Moab, to cast a stumbling ball before the children of Israel, to eat things sacrificed to idols, and to commit fornication. 
So that's the route or the route. Uh, British English route is American English. That is the route by which the doctrine of Balaam gets into the church. Balaam to Balak to the church. The doctrine of Jezebel, again, forgive me, I'm repeating myself, Revelations 2.20, notwithstanding I have a few things against thee because you suffer, you allow that woman Jezebel, which calleth herself a prophetess, to teach and to seduce my servants to commit fornication. So, unlike Balaam that taught Balak, Jezebel is not teaching Balak. Jezebel is not teaching the world. Jezebel is teaching God's children directly on and from the pulpit. Balaam didn't get on no pulpit in the church. No. Jezebel is on the pulpit in the church. Verse 24. But unto you I say and unto the rest in Tiatira, as many as have not this doctrine and which have not known the depths of Satan, I will put upon you none other burden. Now, the depths of Satan. That bothered me a little bit. There is a connection between the doctrine of Jezebel and the depths of Satan. Because these same people that are being taught by Jezebel are not checking that what Jezebel is teaching them is contrary to everything that God has ever said. Jezebel is teaching them to commit fornication. Jezebel is teaching them to commit adultery. It's right there, verse 22, and them that commit adultery with her. Jezebel is teaching them to eat things sacrificed to idols. That is against everything from Genesis, from the very beginning. God made Adam and Eve from the very beginning. He made one and one. If you go further, you see, we, we read that uh, last episode, Genesis 6, I believe, that the wickedness of man was great on the earth. And we saw in Genesis, I believe it was 39, Joseph's reference the fact that adultery was great wickedness. So we can infer that part of the things that was going on in Genesis 6 that the Lord says that man's wickedness was great had to do with adultery and fornication. In any case, we see also the Bible says that uh, sons of God, some angels came and started marrying men. 
uh, marrying uh, daughters of men on earth. So this thing with sexual perversion, whether it's fornication, whether it's adultery, whether it's a crossing of species, is perversion from the get-go. Ten Commandments talks about it. No idols before God. Don't commit adultery. It's contrary. So, when the children of God, in Revelations chapter 2, verse 20, that are listening to the teaching of this fake prophetess called Jezebel, they are listening to this teaching and shaking their head, uh-huh, that sounds good, yeah, and they're getting up and clapping. You say, yes, yeah, this is so-and-so, yeah, 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 don't you know? Yes. Jezebel has a big followership. She has all kinds of followership on Facebook, on TikTok, and I'm just saying, guys, Snapchat, whatever. I'm just using two the examples. She's renowned. She's popular. Uh, so she must be right, I guess. No, she's wrong. Oh, no. Don't forget how she started in the book of Kings. There was famine in the land for three and a half years, but she had a table where she fed her prophets in the, in the hundreds. There were 400 prophets of Baal, there were 450 prophets of the groove, or vice versa, but you have at least 800 prophets that Jezebel was feeding at her table in a famine. Now, that by itself is something to think about. She was the wife of the king. So everybody knows this Jezebel. So, again, back to Revelation 2.22. I'm sorry, 2.20. If you are listening to Jezebel, or you are listening to any preacher, including me, Please go back and read or listen to episode one, please. And do it line upon line, you know, one after the other. If you're listening to me or any preacher and you are not cross-checking with what the Word of God says, where did they get that from? I'm telling you where I got what I'm saying from. It's not from me. It's not from Hebrew or Greek theologians or whatever they believe is from the word. If you are not cross-checking what you are hearing, you are setting up yourself to be taught by Jezebel. So the Lord says in verse 24 of Revelations 2 that as many as have not known the depths of Satan. As many as have not this doctrine and have not known the depths of Satan. So having this doctrine of Jezebel opens up to you the depths of Satan. Mm-hmm. So the Lord is saying as many as don't have this doctrine and don't have the depths of Satan, you're fine. You're fine. You know, I'm not going to anything else on you 
Let's think about that for a minute. If I'm listening to Jezebel tell me that I can commit fornication, because he says Revelations 2.20, Jezebel, which calls herself a prophetess, to teach and to seduce my servants to commit fornication. So there's the teaching part and there's the seduction part. And they are both working hand in hand. There's the teaching and there's the seduction. Teaching, seduction. I've li- Oh Lord, should I say that? Okay. We also have to rightly divide the word of God. Sometimes you listen to some preachers and the rationale for coming to certain conclusions, you'll be scratching your head. uh, What kind of connection is that? Some of us, look guys, look. I don't know everything, not even close, not even close. I don't know nothing. It's a little that I'm learning, that I'm sharing. But I can tell you this, I can tell you this. Coming to the scriptures with your preconceived ideas doesn't help. The scriptures will tell you the ideas that are in the scriptures. So coming to the scriptures with our own beliefs and traditions. Yeah, our forefathers believed such and such and such. Uh, Is it scriptural? Well, my denomination believes such and such. Uh, Is it scriptural? Well, the elders council of such and such year believe such and such wonderful where is it in the scriptures the scriptures tell us what it contains and what it believes we don't tell the scriptures what we believe so when when we're listening to a teacher because Jezebel taught and seduced. There were some people that were seduced and there were some people that were taught. Teaching, oh yeah, 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 that looks correct. You know, that, oh yeah, this is that and this is that. But is that what the scripture says? So if we are being taught by Jezebel, are we cross-checking with the scriptures? That's that's. Let me not belabor the point. That's that's all I'm trying to say. Now, if we are receiving Jezebel's teaching, because this is talking about the house of God, this is talking about a church in Revelations two. It's talking about the church. Before Jezebel came along, wordy. Before, for us to become Christians, it means we, we we obtain some truth that Jesus is the Son of God, that he died for our sins. Uh, we, we received his word. 
we know where to study his word. But when we hold that truth and the lie of Jezebel, Jezebel promoting ungodliness, we're in trouble. If we hold those two together, we're in trouble. Why? Because Romans chapter 1, Romans chapter 1 verse 18 to 32 talks about this. It's applied. It's, it's applicable, I should say. Romans chapter 1 verse 18 says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, listen now, who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Let me read that again. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. When we hold the truth, when we hold Jesus, when he is the way, the truth, and the life, when he holds, when we hold his word, his word, the word that I speak unto you, their spirit and their life, when we hold his word that is ever living, that gives life, that is the truth, we hold it on one hand, and on the other hand, we hold unrighteousness and ungodliness. Romans 1.18 says, The wrath of God, not the blessing of God, is going to be sent from heaven against such persons. Verse 19, Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them for God has shown it to them. Now, we can say that this scripture, this portion here, is written even to people that are not Christians. We can look at that in a minute. Is written to people that have not received the express word of God. It's written to people that have not necessarily heard the gospel. They don't know Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They don't know all that. Because if you read verse 20, it says, for the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Let me read again. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen. Did you get that? What is he saying? He's saying that the things about God are evident in creation and that you can clearly see them that's what some uh 19 says 19 some 19 verse 1 uh, to 4 let me read that quickly some 19 1 to 4 the heavens declare the glory of god and the firmament the heavens declare the firmament show his handiwork Day unto day uttereth speech. Every day preaches. Every day is preaching. 
and night unto night shows wisdom uh, knowledge and in the night knowledge is is given verse 3 there is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard whose voice the voice of the heaven that is declaring the glory of god the voice of the firmament which is showing his handiwork the voice of the day which is uttering speech and the voice of the night which is showing knowledge these voices verse 3 says they speak in every language from russia to chile from canada to australia from south africa to egypt to morocco to the gambia to somali all the way to bosnia all the way to afghanistan iraq iran suriname there is no language where these four voices are not speaking they are speaking and verse 4 some 19 verse 4 says the their line is gone through all the earth and their words to the end of the world so they speak ever before satellite came to broadcast cnn or whatever around the world this has been broadcast around the world every day every day now if that is so romans chapter 1 verse 20 18 and 19 is talking to those kinds people in some native tribe they never heard about jesus it doesn't exempt you or give you the right to do evil no that's what he's saying now if that is the case we that have heard about this jesus we that have known this jesus we that are in church being taught and teaching about this jesus we have no excuse zero Romans 1:18 The wrath of God is revealed against all ungodliness all and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness you can't hold God's truth and live in unrighteousness you cannot Jezebel says you can Balaam says you can but you cannot Now ah First, I mean Romans 1:18 to 32. Let me just skip because of time. Verse 21 says, "Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools." Remember what Jezebel does to you. What it did to the children of Israel. Elijah had to ask them in the book of Kings, is God God or is Baal God? They are confused. Jezebel 
will turn your head upside down. I'm saved, but I'm living in fornication. Are you serious? Uh, how does that work in your mind, in your sanctified mind, beloved? Now, if in your sanctified mind you can hold those two together, then there's problem, beloved. There's a big problem. Big problem. What is the problem? Let's read on. Verse 21, they knew God, they didn't glorify him as God. 22, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Verse 23 says, Romans 1, change, they changed the glory of the uh, uncorruptible God into an image made like the corruptible man. They made, this why I said it wasn't talking directly on a superficial level to believers, but the application is to believers. He's saying, the people that make idols have already been taught by the day, by the night, by the heavens, by the firmament, that God is not like their idol. We, so for them to make now uh, God into a four-footed beast or a creeping thing or a bird is nonsense. What about we that are Christians? How much more then will that apply to us when we make God in our own image? Or you think we don't? I, mean, I, I, I mentioned this on an, one of those earlier episodes. There was a pastor of a church, older Christian. I was speaking, we were discussing one day, several years ago. Uh, I'm the younger guy. And uh, like I said, he's a pastor. And we were reasoning, <laughs> let me put it like that, some scriptures. No, 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 we're not arguing. We're reasoning. He had taken a position and I was I was referencing some scriptures that were contrary to that because he believed firmly in once saved, always saved. When I read some scriptures to him that punctured that position, the remark he made, I never forgot. He said, my Jesus is not like that. Mm-hmm. Let me say that again. My Jesus is not like that. You see, this pastor of a church had made a God in his own image. No, 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 he didn't, he, didn't, he, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't make a calf like Aaron did, a golden calf or, or whatever. He didn't make no wooden statue like uh, some of those heathen tribes. No, 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 he didn't do none of that. But in his heart, he made an image of Jesus contrary to the image Jesus presents in his word. That's idolatry. Mm-hmm. Verse 24, Romans 1. When we start having idols in our heart, an idol of God, contrary to what God says he is, 
verse 24 of Romans 1 says, Wherefore God gave them up to uncleanliness through the lust of their own heart to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. God gives the people up. Verse 25, Who changed the truth of God into a lie? God says, I'm this way. Your denomination twists it and say God is that way. You change the truth of God into a lie. You make God a liar. Ah. Verse 26, Romans 1. For this cause God gave them up unto vile affection. For even their women did change in natural use into that which is against nature. Verse 27. Likewise also the men. Ah. Verse 28. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, that is retain God as God, not God in their own image. We need to get that. If you don't retain God the way God presents himself to you in your knowledge, in your understanding, you are looking for trouble. In verse 28, it says, Even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Being filled with unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, and so forth, backbiters, haters of God, uh, all kinds of things, all kinds, all kinds of things. Who knowing the judgment of God, verse 32, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. Beloved, the doctrine of Jezebel will mess you up. It will mess you up, beloved. It will mess you up. Drop the doctrine of Jezebel. You need to drop it today. We cannot be believers in the house of God and polluting our temples because we didn't do anything quote unquote to earn our salvation we can't do anything that belief system says to jettison our salvation the devil is a liar the devil is a liar and by the way, if you are believing that system of Jezebel, you need to check your heart. Why? 1 Kings 21, 25. 1 Kings 21, 25. The Bible says, And there was none like unto Ahab, which did sell himself to work wickedness in the sight of God, whom Jezebel, his wife, stirred up. Jezebel will help you do all the junk that you ever wanted to do in your heart. Jezebel will catalyze you as a catalyst to do all the evil you ever wanted to do. Ahab sold himself to walk wickedness and Jezebel stirred him up. 
you can see what she did even with Naboth's vineyard, 1 Kings 21. Uh, I'm not going to read that now, but you can, you, can, you can read that. The doctrine of Jezebel, you can't tell what is right anymore or what is wrong. In the house of God. I'm talking about the unbelievers, I'm talking about the church. The church, you can now call abortion a choice. Are you serious? You call homosexuality love in the church of God? You don't know what you believe anymore. You don't know what God has said. You are confused. Jezebel is messed with you. Homosexuality is love, you say. Wow. Which animal does that? Which animal does that? Animal. Beasts of the field. You see, Second Peter chapter two verse sixteen says something that always tickles me. Uh, you know what? Just read the whole of <laughs> Second Peter chapter two. But let me just start from fourteen. Having eyes full of adultery that cannot cease from sin, beguiling unstable souls, and heart that they have exercised with covetous practices, cursed children, which are forsaking the right way and are gone astray, following the way. Of Balaam, the son of Besor, who loved the wages of unrighteousness. Verse 16 now, but was rebuked for the iniquity, the dumb ass speaking with a man's voice forbade the madness of the prophet. Beloved, when a dumb ass, a brute beast, is the one not correcting. A prophet, when a brute beast, a donkey, is now the one correcting the madness of a man. The madness of not just a man, a prophet of God is being corrected by a dumb animal, a brute beast. Then we have a problem. We have a problem. Beloved, if dumb beasts, animals, dogs, cats, lions, goats, brute beasts will not live homosexual lives, they are rebuking man and some in the church of God that say they are Christians. It's a rebuke. It is madness because a reprobate mind has set in. Because you have held the doctrine of Jezebel on one hand and held God's truth on the other hand. They can't coexist. They cannot. In the same temple, something has to give. Beloved, for us to grow into the measure of the fullness of Christ, we cannot hold the doctrine of Jezebel. 
May the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you, lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. My time is up today, beloved. God bless you. All the glory.